0: He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just it was terrible. It's just terrible. So, Sean, you're a lot more handy than I am. I, I need some input here. So, I I spilled a bunch of blue Gatorade in my car on Tuesday. And I I honestly don't – like, what's the course of action for cleaning that? What like, color all are all your mats? Of, uh, are my mats? Yeah. It was, in, it was on the, the chair – the passenger side chair. I spilled it all in the crevice and like the the part where the the top and the bottom of the chair connect is where it all spilled. So it's it's ingrained in the in the uh, leather. Is this not uh, a fixable? My car smells like blue Gatorade. Is this not well, affixable never the a car
1: smelling like blue Gatorade seems like a pretty good thing, actually? It's
0: not. It's not because in like it's not hot out yet, but it's already getting like a little a little musty. From from the smell of the, the sticky we, blue is there,
1: is there a Gatorade scented candle I would I would love one.
0: Uh,
1: okay, That's where For, you take that? first course of procedure. I, I just don't know what you're complaining about. Uh, first thing you should do: call my dad, uh, and then he'll okay. give you the proper stuff. Uh, but can I you call do, him?
0: Can, can you call right, right now? There's, um, <laughs>
1: don't actually do that. <laughs> there, there's there's plenty of leather cleaners and leather treatments, and then specific wipes that you can use that will i mean there's there's leather treatment uh, that helps restore and preserve leather especially for cars i've used it in all of my cars just to keep the the wrinkles out and then it also gives it a nice scent it protects it so you can you'll be able to clean it with some nice cleaner it should sound it sounds like too much work it's not going to be that much work it's going to be about forty dollars and then you'll be okay the smell i mean if you really want to do it go get a detailed and someone will detail it and you'll oh i, I the...
0: definitely don't i don't have i don't have the patience or the time for that so okay. i don't i don't think we're doing the detailing all right um, so you're gonna look
1: for some leather cleaner for cars do I, get,
0: do I gotta go to like like auto zone or something like an like auto zone
1: yeah like an auto zone i get
0: that at target you think
1: maybe i mean just maybe
0: hmm. the the gatorade scented candle thing is not a It's not a bad premise. No,
1: it's not because Gatorade's the best thing to ever be invented.
0: I I mean, I don't – I can't disagree with that. I can't necessarily disagree with that. I just don't know if the smell Mm. is something that I would want to – You smell
1: that Fruit Punch Gatorade and you know you're in for – it's going to be delightful. You know it's going to be delightful. It
0: only works, I think, with Fruit Punch. I I don't know if I would be willing to do that for – uh, lemon line cool would blue or, lemon no line lemon line would be line, a
1: funky. Yeah. For summary, cool blue, I would be in on a cool blue. Um, orange. I mean, orange is just—it's a smell that that everyone yeah, I can ca- smell. I mean, though you open up an orange in a classroom, and everyone knows someone's eating an orange. It's very yeah. Distinct. I don't know if
0: I know that there's citrus candles, but I don't know if I'd be willing to invest in <clears throat> in a in an orange Gatorade smell for my apartment. I feel like that would be. Yeah, I tell you, I can what. tell you from smelling Gatorade all yeah. day, all day when I'm driving, it is, it is gets nauseating eventually.
1: Okay, all right. Well, I, I think you just go and you look for some good leather cleaner, and then stuff. Just go to YouTube; they'll tell you what to do.
0: That sounds like too much they'll work. Uh, Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island, we're back here talking a little bit about spring ball. We've got some stuff that we want to cover. Talking about headlines that we're paying attention to during the spring, heading into next season. Obviously no answers are going to come from these but we're doing FBS and FCS headlines that we're paying attention to so a lot to get to on today's show. Uh also I want to kick things off with Sean. So there was uh it came to our knowledge that the North Dakota State play-by-play job came open. It is now an open position for the uh the play-by-play for football and I think it was also for basketball. So Sean, are you going to apply? I tagged you in it and I thought that Got some good interaction. I think the North Dakota State fans would love if you were you were the voice of the Bison.
1: North Dakota State fans are interesting. Uh, they have never given me any run ever, and all I've done is back their program as unbiasedly as I can. And they give Joe a ton of run, and Joe bashes their program all day, every day. And yep. I can't get any love for actually being what a play-by-play broadcaster would do. Accurately paint the picture in an unbiased fashion, and that's what I've done about their season since seasons since we started doing the the FCS show into what it is now. So I have felt no love for the fans, and maybe it's a thing. It shouldn't be a thankless job though, because if you're a local team and you know your guy, you love that guy or you hate him. You're not just like, oh, he's there. It's never that. I don't know anyone who hates the play-by-play guy. I feel like it's always the color analyst that you a lot should, of people you hate. Should come to DC and try to try to talk about it with a Nats fan because. No really? Nas fan is okay. It is just okay with the play by play guy on TV or radio. It's always, oh, that guy stinks or, oh, that's the only way I'm going to listen. Like guys will, people will listen to the TV, watch the TV with it muted and listen to the radio call. And, and some of them won't it's even listen bad. to it. In the, in the, it is so divisive for some reason with this stupid team that's going to win 30 games this year that people can't and they never have been able to settle on whether or not they like the radio and play-by-play guys, which both are great, by the way. They're
0: both great. So the question is, though, is would North Dakota State fans hate you? Well, what's the reasoning for hating them? Is it just the tone? Is, the, is it the They think uh, that they,
1: they're too the energetic. Approach? They think they're too boring. It's everything about it. So I've seen they're good. And you know what happens here? Everyone that lives here, is mad about their job and they want to be sitting there watching baseball all day, talking about it all day and they, they get envy from it. And and that happens with baseball guys more than it does football guys. So well, if I were it's to every this,
0: single day, it's, it's every constant. single
1: day it is. Uh, and I, I've listened to some stinkers on air uh, from, from across the country uh, on their main radio feeds and thinking, wow, they have to get rid of this guy because he is just terrible. Uh, but, so, I get that, but football must be a little bit different. I think I would have a little bit more of a early grace period uh, of a, maybe a bit of a honeymoon stage starting there if oh. I were to apply and get it, which I won't and i won't <laughs> but uh i it, it would I think be... you need to apply i think, I think... <laughs> come on it would be a good it'd be good for the show I think you should I don't apply. i think it would be good i think it would be interesting to apply uh I have to talk to one of my sources who is actively applying for. A bunch of play-by-play stuff and see what oh. he puts on his reels and what he puts Who's on that? his resume for app uh, applying. Stone Freeman I know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put the it's, it's, <laughs> you, think uh, talk, you think Stone Freeman
0: talks to me that's a good point Stone, Stone, Stone Freeman big
1: times you a lot he will text me when he sees Nautica in public because one time I told him Nautica is polo for fat
0: people and he says every time I see someone wearing Nautica I think of you <laughs> Well, that's how you stick in somebody's head. I, I would argue based off of what you said, though, that I don't know if you'd be a good fit for the North Dakota State job because like what you're saying, people get mad if when they hate their jobs and then they're mad at the play-by-play guy. I don't know if you're personable enough for the – because considering how quickly and easily North Dakota State fans are pissed off at us just for no reason, yeah, I, it is one of the few fan bases where, one, I feel like they do not like us, two, they also used me as – bulletin board material and put me into their hype video for the national championship. So they it's already that
1: episode in the segment and said, we're going to throw Joe in here hating and ignore no, the guy the that was clip. saying good things. Was, yeah, I know
0: that was why I posted the, that clip and then they, they yanked the clip. Like I posted the clip saying that I have no faith in them in the national championship game. That was why they pulled it. So I think that by indirectly being related with me in, in, in doing the show that would negatively impact your, application you'd already be coming in on a bad note people would already think that you're a hack and that they don't like you oh and true. It's, it's an area where it's a lot of physical manual labor you think that they want to listen to you after a long day's work that's that's my only. I can be a
1: raving lunatic. I could be a raving lunatic and, and be the Homer number one uh,
0: of of the
1: North Dakota State Bison. I could be Homer number one and say little brother down south. Congratulations on your two years of relevancy. You get ready to welcome back to the real world. But well, Everybody knows I, I you're could, doing I a could, bit
0: then. Everyone knows that you're they don't you're need to know because
1: I'm not big enough for them to know. Mm. I, I just I, I think it would be good for me to come up with it. I, I have to be honest with the guys. I'm, I have to say, hey, this is what I could do. I can give you what I am where I can give you what you want me to be. And I'm cool doing either. And I, if they if they want me to be raving lunatic, Mr. Midwest, I can do that.
0: Before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel with Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick'Em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple. With their easy-to-use website and mobile apps, pick between two and five players to fill out your Pick'Em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K. Hack, like the name of this channel, use code hack to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being BetOnline, BetOnline.ag, which is all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games. I love betting on college basketball or the NBA, uh, especially, again, during the offseason. Always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. It's betonline.ag and use promo code BELIEVE50. It's promo code BELIEVE50 to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So this will be one of the biggest um, spring headlines that we'll be watching is if does Sean apply? Does Sean get it? who is going to be the actual person hired for the job. But everybody knows that we love and hate spring ball. We've talked about it on this show, Sean hates spring ball. I the love worst. spring ball. Uh, it sucked at Rhode Island because of how cold it was. But there's a lot of important things that do come from the spring in terms of position battles, in terms of rosters being figured out by coaches to determine, do we need to hop in the portal? Do we need to get somebody? Uh, does a graduate transfer reveal themselves that they could be a replacement on our current roster. And I want to take a look at some of the headlines that we're each looking for. So for FBS and FCS, my FBS one that I have that I think is going to draw a lot of attention is which of these incoming freshman quarterbacks has the best chance to unseat the current, current guy who, not a current starter, but the veteran player that they could beat out. It feels like this year, more than ever, we have a lot of really talented kids. Last year's class was very, very talented. And I look at the battle that we have with Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning. I think that that one is the least likely. But the one for me that I am the most intrigued in following is the Nico Ayamala veya battle with Joe Milton. I don't think Joe Milton's that good, the Tennessee quarterback. I really don't think he is as good as a lot of sec folks chalk them up to be because they're like oh big arm big massive arm great athlete but i feel like not a lot of it comes to fruition so Nico's supposed to be this tremendously talented kid and i think that that one's going to be uh fun to see and i'm rooting for for a freshman to come in and start at that uh that tennessee job
1: yeah the uh the nico hype train has been in the works for a while it's been the camp clips we keep on seeing the camp clips it looks good. he looks strong. He just looks really lean. I know. He looks really, really lean. And if he's going to be the lean guy, you got to be able to, to keep yourself safe and sling it. And that's two things that freshman quarterbacks don't necessarily do. They say, okay, it's my time. And especially if you're a stud, they start running all over the place, throwing all over the place, trying to make name for themselves, which you can't blame them. But when you're playing quarterback, there's more that has to do with you. Than any other player on the field. So there has to be a sense of being able to protect yourself. Uh-huh. Young quarterbacks do a poor job of that. So that's where I think a lot of freshmen and sophomores get in trouble, and the the seniors and juniors hold on to jobs. Uh, but Nico's a good one. Um, who else has could I mean Arch Manning, more Arch Manning also looks lean. Like Quinn Ewers, at least yeah. he looks like a, he looks like a, a college quarterback. He does, yeah. he has the look of it. He cut the mullet. That's fine. And I, I had no care about the mullet with, with it or without it. But his body looked like a college quarterback's.
0: Right. The, the Dante Moore battle with uh, Colin oh, yeah, Schley yeah, yeah. at UCLA, that one I think is actually the most likely. Um, it, it, I, Dante Moore is a really good player, man. I, I was shocked that he switched and picked UCLA over Oregon. And I think he realized I think he realized that his only competition is Colin Schley, who's a transfer from Kent State. He was fine last year, but Dante Moore fits better for what Brian or not Brian Kelly Chip Kelly is looking for in his starting quarterback. So that's another really fun one. But I want to ask you this before you give me yours: as somebody who had to pack on a bunch of weight, like how much weight do you think Nico Iamalavea could put on over the spring and the summer? Because he's already there pounds,
1: now. Fifteen pounds. That's about all he needs. On? Huh?
0: What's the most that you put on in a in a summer? I right, it's uh, not like a, a
1: fat question. This probably just like. Question. 20 25 I gained about 20 pounds a year from freshman to senior year dropped 10 my senior year uh since then gained but um <laughs> a couple other a couple of the uh Dylan Raiola commits he is still in the in the 2024 ether so he, he wouldn't be playing next year anyways no um who's the joker that had all the problems with Miami, and then went to Arizona.
0: Jane, Jane it, Rashada, so that's yes. also another is one. Jane a, Rashada yeah. who with uh, Drew Pine, who stinks. Drew Pine mm. is terrible, the former <laughs> Notre Dame quarterback. Absolutely <laughs> god-awful, dog-shit, terrible quarterback. Jeez, um, hey. <laughs> There's the first. I, I think that's another one where Jane Rashada can step in and start because you look at what Kenny Dillingham liked in Bo Nix. Yeah. I think I get shades of that from Rashada. You're not getting any of that, any of that from uh, Drew Pine.
1: I think we has a good shot. I, I think he would definitely have a good shot at it. Um, <laughs> What's your uh,
0: FBS storyline that you're looking for, Sean?
1: FBS storyline that I'm looking for, and this will be a two banger. Uh, Coach prime uh, at Colorado in the spring. Everything's going to be documented. Like it always is. Everything's going to be seen. And now he's working with PAC 12 players and, and transfer portal players. And we're finally going to get to see how he operates with non FCS players. And, it, it shouldn't miss a beat. I wouldn't expect it to miss a beat because Coach Prime is kind of running the military. That's his approach. You're going to do his rules, and if you don't, you are going to be replaced. That's how he set it up. Not every coach is like that. He's not Pete Carroll coaching in the Pac-12. So his approach to the spring, I'm sure it's going to be good amount of live bullets, going to be some, some thumping and true talent assessment going into a program that has struggled badly the last couple years. So it's going to be a very intense spring for the Colorado Buffalo. I would expect. I did like the clip of him talking to the specialists where he's like, okay, you're the specialists. Just stay out of my, oh, stay out of my way. Basically. Uh, what? <laughs> he gave that what? really intense. He gave that really intense speech where he's I'm coming and I'm bringing my baggage and oh. it's Louie. And that means if you don't, if you're not good enough, you're going to be gone. And then after they posted a clip of him talking to like the long snapper, the kicker and the punter, and it was just like, you guys know what you're doing. You know, just, just, just chill. I'm not worried about you. So oh, you, just made like it see, you made saying, it
0: seem like he said, like, get out of the way and just let us do our thing.
1: No, he was, he was very pleasant. But the undertone of that was don't mess with my practices. Don't mess with my program. Don't be a problem.
0: You, yeah, you you have to be a huge Piece of crap as a specialist to cause problems and to disrupt mm. practice and whatnot. Somehow it happened every practice at your I, though. <laughs> because we had a kid who wasn't supposed to be playing Division I football, who was a charity case on the roster. This was you constantly cause. I mean, I was a starter for 39 <laughs> career games and I was on scholarships, so we know that that was not me. It was the walk on kid who literally. I, Sean, to, to just put this in the context, no, 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 no. We have to talk about, we, we've not talked about this on the show, but we have talked about this. We had a kid. I'm not going to bring up his name. The fact that this kid would pick a fight every other day and he was the fat dumpy third string long snapper had no chance of playing He's my favorite
1: teammate of all time.
0: But who, I don't know a single long snapper at any other school that was picking fights at practice. I don't,
1: they didn't have the heart. it,
0: It was purely an insecurity thing. It was like, oh, like he was, he couldn't wrap his brain around the fact that he had no chance of playing because he was a horrible athlete and a bad long snapper that he would constantly pick fights with us. I don't, it was me and always the second long snapper.
1: It was always, can you believe that this is, this, this is still carrying over after college you brought and it up. This is the drama that that, part that took place every single day with the specialists. Yeah. He, you, 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 you guys hurt your case so much year after year with the constant bickering and fighting and the kicker medley, and then all the the sh- just the shoving and the antics and you expect like the offensive lineman and defensive lineman to a fight, not the two long snappers. And it seemed like the two no, long snappers always were the always because
0: he got into it with Griffin. He got into it with me. He got into it with Perry. I Trayv, forgot he got into Griffin it with, 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 with Mike Curry. He got into it with every single long snapper and every, he also got into it with, with CJ and Matt Sawicki. He got, he caused fights with everyone that was in the specialist room because he thought that he was owed something. It was the, I don't know, man. It was just a really weird dynamic to have a long snapper who who every team has the charity case player on the roster, and that was him. And for him to then pick fights when he knew he didn't belong there is astounding. What's, what's, is Griffin okay? What's he, you brought up Griffin, and
1: I have not, he has not come into my, he, brain. Fell, off
0: the, he fell off the face of the, it F- fell
1: off. Okay. Gotcha. I didn't know.
0: Uh, I, I think he dropped out, and I think he's just working construction or something like that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Sure. Um, but it's, it's worth – I mean, you can acknowledge by the fourth year after he had graduated and was our last year, there was suddenly no one had anything to say about the specialists. No one had anything to say. I don't know about
1: that, man. I don't know. There was, was this new kid was never, of that was lighting it up and then you – know, he, was you know, you know he wasn't there, our freshman year. What are you talking about? He wasn't there. It just seemed like oh, – how did we get into this when I was supposed to be talking about Coach Prime in Colorado? Well, we were talking you brought up this create runs, yeah. drama, and that's what they do. And I Shut think up. Coach Prime is trying to have a drama-free spring and go into a very, very big first year in the Pac-12 with not super high expectations. I haven't seen the hugely high expectations for Coach Prime, which I would expect there to be. I think Deion Wait, Sanders could have higher I. expectations.
0: There, no, are no, 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 high I are not know. No, no. Everyone's saying that like he's gonna he's gonna finish with a winning record and go to a bowl game. I don't that's think a lot not, of people. That's not high. But, uh, on me. That's not, high. that's extremely high. I don't think a lot of people realize how actually unlikely that that is. I don't think he's going to, I don't know if he's going to get there. I think it's a very difficult task. That's a reasonable
1: expectation there. for Deion Sanders. I don't think so. Colorado. For, that's for any
0: coach with the worst roster in college football, the FBS level last year, for him to turn it around that much is difficult. Who do you this think isn't... has
1: more talent on their team? Tulane last year or Colorado coming into this year? Tulane last year. Oh, no, you're tripping. What? tripping. No, are you kidding
0: eleven. No, Dude. they were one in eleven the year before, and then they beat USC in a bowl game. Ty- Ty J Spears and Dorian Williams are gonna get drafted. There's not They're a single single player on the I, Colorado I roster no- that's getting drafted. Dude, I bet two people from Colorado's roster get drafted. Not this year, next year.
1: Okay. So next year. That's two NFL right. guys. You named two NFL guys
0: from Tulane. I bet they have more than two over the next two years. Tulane has more than two. I only named two, but Colorado, mm-hmm. in their first season, does not have any guys that are going to the NFL. I don't know,
1: man. I, I think they're all
0: underclassmen.
1: I don't think it's unrealistic to say that Colorado will have a winning record and get a bowl game.
0: What's your uh, What's your FCS uh, storyline? Because it's it's related.
1: FCS storyline: How Jackson State moves after the departure of. Deion Sanders. That's just something that I think FCS fans are going to be interested in because they were one of the biggest stories over the last three years. They just Uh were, Uh, and it was for good reason. They were exciting. They had uh, a lot of, they had three winning seasons. They were fun. And you got to also see the inside workings of an FCS program. So how they move after this in the SWAC will be interesting to see. And then just another junior one, um, South Dakota State. They have a new coach. Uh, they they finally uh, re- replaced uh, John Stegall Meyer. There Stegall we go. Meyer.
0: There uh, we go.
1: A- after he... <laughs> we met. Very nice guy. Yeah, very nice guy. Uh, after they won the national championship, he said, okay, that's good enough for me. And now Jimmy Rogers, who I believe is 34 years old, is succeeding one of the most talented teams to win the FCS championship. Uh, so it's going to be cool to see what he does with the team. I know they still got a lot of talent and... If you're a player that is being recruited, to the FCS, South Dakota State's one of the hotspots. It, it is. So what he does, with the new team, how he goes through spring and then how he prepares them for the upcoming fall, which won't be easy because it's still uh, South Dakota State. You still have to play really good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are two new um, regimes that'll be interesting to track for the offseason.
0: Yeah, T.C. Taylor, I think, is going to really pick up Jackson State where it left off. I, I don't think there's going to be much of a drop-off, and I know that they're losing some of the premier talent, but to mm. win the SWAC and to win the Celebration Bowl and to win all of that, I, I think that they still have a lot of talent, and it's being retained and taken over by a guy that has a very experienced track record as a coach. Uh, the Jimmy Rogers thing is really interesting because like, not a, they didn't lose that many guys. They really didn't lose that many guys. Uh, We talked about this immediately after how they're returning a lot of dudes. uh, And I I just – can he pick up where where Stiegelmeyer left off? Just do what
1: he did. I I just do what he did. But it's a a
0: Herculean task to pick up what took Stiegelmeyer as long as he was there to win a national championship in his final season for him to then retire – He's got to pick up with those same expectations. I, it does not I seem know. that South Dakota State fans believe that there should be a drop off. And I'm going to be honest. I said this during the off last year. I said South Dakota State was going to win the national championship, and they did. I don't think it's is it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I think Pack- that it is more of a toss up this year.
1: Packer, Packers fans had speculation uh, uh, over whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to be good, but the culture of good football, of uh, good quarterbacking in Green Bay had been laid down for about 15 years. South Dakota State has a very good culture. I'm not saying Rodgers is, is the you know. new. I'm not saying Rodgers is going to be Rodgers. I'm saying that it's going. there's a culture laid down there at South Dakota State. You win. You win. You win. You win. And if you're focused and talented enough, you get to win the national championship. So if you can relay and, and thrive in that culture that's already set, go
0: ahead. It's almost a third base job. How many times have we seen coaches, assistants succeed legendary coaches and the expectation has never lived up there? They haven't been able to live up to the expectation. Sometimes it really works out. It absolutely does. But I I don't, I don't know if it's guarantee. I think I need to see how that opening stretch of the season goes. What I always believe is a really strong indicator of good culture and then also how good and competitive a team is going to be, is how they play against their FBS opponent. I'm curious who South Dakota State's
1: FBS opponent is. Oh, I thought I knew it. I thought I knew it off the top of
0: my head. Oh my God, I can't type. Uh, But the way that they played against Iowa, and I know that a lot of fans, South Dakota State fans were upset with the results of that game because they thought they should have won. But I said after that game, there were so many positives that it it was proof that they were going to win the national championship. They started the season off with Western Oregon, which is a really interesting decision. Uh, Do they not have an FBS opponent? He is not locked in yet. Must not be Western Oregon is going to be a really tough battle regardless. I think that's a really interesting point to, to, to pay attention to my FCS thought. We know that North Dakota State produces so many talented guys from their offensive line, and Cody Mock right now is the darling of the NFL draft process. He is the sleeper, not really a sleeper pick that everyone keeps bringing up. He did really well at the Senior Bowl. He showed some positive signs. And I think that every year we have a different North Dakota State lineman that is good enough to be drafted in the top four rounds. I want to know how things fill out now that Mock is gone and now that Nash Jensen are both gone. Who is going to step up? We said this last cycle, and I always think that it's a really fun thing to bring up because their offensive line has been the reason for their success. It has been the reason why they win football games. So if they have another premier guy in the wings, I got to know who that is. I want to see who that is. Are we going to find out after spring ball? Maybe not. Are we going to find out uh, in the first couple weeks of the season? Does somebody emerge kind of like Cody Mock, who we knew was good? We knew last year that
1: Mock was going to be the guy
0: but he started to shine a little bit more on a week-to-week basis that put more context behind the hype. Um, But I don't know. I want to see. I love offensive line play, and I want to know who's the next Bison, who's going to be the next big boy who ends up being a a star lineman for North Dakota State.
1: It'll probably be whoever their left tackle is. Left tackle at North Dakota State is a position- Which is unsettled right now. with, With great merit. So whoever takes it, Uh, will probably it'll probably be their best lineman unless you have just a beast center, uh, because the guards sometimes you got really good uh guards and they can always play center and maybe you move them out Uh, right tackle, uh, interesting position to try to grade and see how good they are compared to the other linemen. Uh, but whoever takes that left tackle position, uh, I think we would have to chalk as the first seed which is i don't even like that term at all because they work as a unit but if, from a talent perspective if i were the coaches it would be who fits best where where do we limit the most possible errors where where w- with everyone's pluses and minuses where do we get the best number it'll still probably be the best player playing that left tackle position because consistently whether it's dylan radens uh and he, i think he was a right tackle right or was he right guard regardless?
0: No, he was a tackle. I think yeah. Yeah. yeah the, right tackle. the
1: tackles for the North Dakota state bison have always been just really, really strong, really disciplined, really technically sound. So whoever takes that role will probably be the guy that we need to watch.
0: Last one that I want to just throw out there. It's kind of a mix between the both FBS and FCS levels. I am so intrigued by the fact that Stanford hired Sacramento state's head coach, Troy Taylor. And I think that this has to be one of the more head-scratching moves, but also the fattest question mark of what the hell is going to happen there. Troy Taylor is a great coach. Stanford at one point was a big program. I think that this hire is not indicative of what their history was. I know where they hired Jim Harbaugh from, and that hire paid massive dividends. Is Troy Taylor good enough to be Jim Harbaugh? I don't know if that's the case. The, but the indication here for me is the the fact that Taylor was not in the running for any other major coaching job, major power five job, and then suddenly he got this 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 job. I, I'm a little perplexed. I just want to see what happens here, man. Does he steal some games in his first season? How long does it take for him in his in his offensive, creative, offensive approach? There's a lot of question marks that are going on with Stanford in a program that frankly I don't think anyone gives a a crap about anymore, but they have had a history of being a successful and dominant program uh, in the past.
1: It feels like a reach. high. It just does. Gut feels that this is a reach higher. Uh, But Stanford, for a while, always felt like they had one or two guys that were just really, really good. You knew they were going to be great NFL players. I can't say that for the last couple seasons that they've had. I mean, we're looking at. I mean, McCaffrey. Obviously, they were tight end university for a while with Levine Toilolo. Mm-hmm. Um, was Austin Hooper Stanford also? No, uh, yeah, I think because I, I think Atlanta went on a run of drafting Stanford tight ends, regardless. Well Zach Ertz? Zach. The um, they they had a bunch of really good D linemen. Uh,
0: so and, and now it's like Coleman Thomas.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we just have twenty-two Scraps. guys. We're Stanford. We're a good school, but it doesn't feel like they're cool. Stanford it's turned into anymore.
0: Cal. It's turned into Cal, which yeah. is not
1: its not good. I mean, Pac-12 PAC schools are supposed to be cool, and they're supposed to have a couple really good athletes, and they're supposed to have some fun teams. And Stanford has been so boring, loser, blech, for the last couple of years. that it, Maybe Troy Taylor is saying, hey, I'm going to take us in the exact opposite direction, whether it's good or bad. We'll see. But what you've been doing for the last couple of years, it can't work. It's not going to work. And they said, okay, look, do whatever the hell you did at Sacramento State. You had three quarterbacks and none of them were quarterbacks. You had running backs and none of them were running backs. Everyone you had a was running back who they, they were who all tight ends playing off yeah, during
0: yeah. A, a playoff game. Like that's the juice that I want, man. That's what I think that that Stanford needs. He had an offense
1: of all tight ends, all playing different positions. And I'm sure one of the offensive linemen was a tight end size, also. So <laughs> do whatever the hell you want with Stanford. Because it can't be more boring and it can't be worse than what it's been. Colorado yeah, will we- beat Stanford next year.
0: We'll see what happens. Folks, that's going to be it from us at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. Sean, any closing thoughts?
1: A huge uh, court case going down right now in my house. Someone ate half of a Tupperware full of pasta. Oh, no. Overnight last night. Oh, so this is a drunk decision. Not me. I had my own leftovers, and I stayed away from the pasta because I don't like the vodka sauce pasta. It's not for me. So there's two suspects. And none of them have copped yet.
0: Well, maybe the the suspect was so inebriated that they don't remember the action.
1: Yes, so that's maybe what it was happened. You. But we're no, 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 because I was so full of my own. I I, I can certifiably one hundred percent say it was not me. But the 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 it's starting to grow hair. Uh, I, I'm now the jury because it's definitely not.
0: Why, me. why? Why do you tell me this at the end of the show? why 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 aren't they up here right now at the end of this taping and we could have done this for the full 30 minutes I'll get as
1: much update here's what i'm saying uh, tyler said there's gonna be a reckoning and if you guys leave food out on the table i'm eating it so whose, what wait, uh,
0: whose pasta was it tyler's pasta oh that's yeah. bad because he's he, yes high maintenance yes uh, wh- he had a full are, tupperware did he make it Yes, he made. Oh, it. that's even more. That's even worse. When you like take the time to make something Dude. and you save it and you're Dude, like, oh, I, I can't wait to eat that when I'm drunk. Oh my he God. He wasn't even drunk.
1: Like, Who were the was, suspects? Me, Sam and John went out last night. Tyler stayed in because he's got some work stuff to be. That's even week.
0: more effed up. Yes. too. than so he, was... he
1: wasn't even drinking. He wasn't out partying with us. We yeah. went out, partied, came back way later than we should have. And then uh, I know that I had my leftovers. I had some meatballs and polenta that my mom made me earlier in the week. All right. So I had that and I saved it. I said, this is going to be delicious. It was Sam had two slices of pizza saved from the night before. John didn't have anything saved, but none of us can remember John Uh, eating anything. and We can't remember Sam going into the pasta also.
0: Did Sam finish his pizza? Yes. How thick is Sam right now? Is he packing on weight, or is he? In good shape? He looks
1: better than when you came out and saw him last, but he has not looked as good as he did when we like first moved in.
0: Because well, like the, the key thing here is if uh, if he's fat and he got fat, he definitely ate the pasta. Because I, I, again, I've been there. Me and him have a very similar body type. That mm-hmm. whenever I'm dumpy, I'll eat my food and then I will search seek out more food. So I, I I'm on that wavelength. It is very suspicious, though, because if I were to steal food and no one saw me eating food and I didn't have anything to eat, yeah, I would absolutely sneak that shit and wait for everybody to be asleep. And this is coming from somebody who's stolen food out of the the office yeah. fridge before.
1: So, so yeah, th- this occurred after 4 a.m. It It must have occurred between the hour of 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. The only caveat is I know I went up to bed at like four forty, 440, four forty five, because Tyler yelled at us twice for being too loud um, and then went to sleep. Okay, cool. Sam slept on the couch in the living room. So he was closest to the pasta all night. Oh. But also John slept until about with the daylight savings time added on slept until about four o'clock today.
0: That's depressing. So, uh, where is the okay? Where does the jury lean, though? This is really difficult. This is really jury
1: leans jury leans toward John doing it. He's because of the reasoning
0: that I said because he didn't He's, have any food and he might have snuck I it. I
1: think that's what it was. Um,
0: But I, Sam it, would have needed to have been so passed out that he wouldn't have noticed if if John came back. He was that cold. We had about forty
1: minutes of of hardcore laughing and playtime when we got back. And I was eating and everyone was just recapping the night. Uh, and then it just dissolved when Tyler came down and yelled at us for keeping him up in a way that you would.
0: Oh, this is difficult. I no, this I, is
1: grown legs. This is definitely grown no legs. There's no cameras or anything? No cameras. God no.
0: All right, we're gonna get an update next show. We need to know who who stole the pasta. Yeah, uh I at know. Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. We'll be Yeah, yeah. Yep, we'll be back we with go. more.